You're listening to the Misty Creek Community Church Podcast. To learn more about Misty Creek Community Church, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. Today's message is from Senior Pastor Stephen Street. I was blessed and honored to go to the Holy Land. This church sponsored me and several folks from Misty Creek Community Church, and other folks went as well. And our, our trip was led by Bishop Keith Cowart and his wife Pam. And Bishop Keith and Pam have actually spoken in this church before. They actually have spoken in uh, the home church that, where Misty Creek started um, on a few occasions. And we're in a series right now. And each week I've had a video uh, that I've shown you of different people that I interviewed asking them what the Holy Spirit meant to them. And so I asked Bishop Keith Cowart and his wife Pam if they would share their thoughts about the Holy Spirit. And so you're going to get to hear them share their thoughts about the Holy Spirit now. Enjoy. It's very, very good. Good morning, Pastor Stephen and Misty Creek Community Church. Uh, Pam and I are so excited to be able to share just a few minutes with you this morning about our understanding of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I can tell you in my own life, when I, I was saved when I was 10, and I was serious about following Jesus as a young teenager, but I, just like many in the book of Acts, did not hear much about the Holy Spirit at all. Mm. Uh, I understood God, I understood Jesus, but the Holy Spirit was a bit of a mystery. But then in the mid-70s, the charismatic movement came into our church, and I began suddenly to hear a lot about the Holy Spirit. When I was 16, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and it was a dramatic, had a dramatic impact on my life. The Word of God came alive. I began to experience the presence of God and the power of God, had more confidence in my walk with God. It was a dramatic turning point in my walk with God. I will share with you that in the years that followed, many of the same people that led the charismatic movement in our church began to live lives that were anything but holy. And the hypocrisy around that had a profoundly negative impact on me. I became angry. I became disillusioned. And I really just kind of turned my heart off to, to a lot of what I had been giving myself to in the Holy Spirit. For the next two or three years, I gradually began to dry up. And I came to a point where I felt completely empty. I, I didn't feel like I was lost, but I, there was nothing in me that was, that was alive. Mm. And the Lord had to bring me to a point of breaking where He showed me that it was my judgment and it was my resistance to the work of the Holy Spirit that had led me to that place. And so I renounced that judgment. I forgave those people. And I began to cry out, Lord, please take not your Holy Spirit from me, as David mm -hmm. cries in Psalm 51. And the Lord restored my life mm -hmm. in the Holy Spirit at that point. Well, and my personal experience with the Holy Spirit is... Um, well, I was introduced to each of the the persons of the Trinity individually. When I was 12 years old, I encountered Father God as a fatherless little girl. He came to me and said, I am your father, and that changed my whole world. At 18, even though I'd been in church my whole life, I understood Jesus as my Savior for the first time. I mean, the, the gospel just became clear, and it was explained to me clearly that um, I was to have a personal relationship with him. I was invited into that relationship. Mm -hmm. 
he would forgive my sins, but he wouldn't be Lord of my life. Mm. And then thirdly, the the Holy Spirit I encountered in, in my early 20s, um, I was in school overseas and I was having a rough time. And um, I was introduced to the Holy Spirit as comforter. Now, he had been there the whole time. The, the Trinity are one. And yet my understanding of each member of the Trinity had, had come individually. Mm. And I was opened to the access mm. to the Holy Spirit to be my comforter, to be my source of strength. And it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, and that, for me, just continuing on a bit, um, when the Lord called me to be a pastor, uh, I had no confidence whatsoever that I could do that. Um, and the Lord spoke to me in very real terms. The Holy Spirit just came into my room um, as I was praying, and the Lord spoke to me, John 15, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you will bear much fruit. The Lord's specific words were, I will give you everything you need to do what I've mm. called you to do. But the second part was just as real. But apart from me, you can do nothing. And, and I'll share with you that in those days, I thought apart from me, you can do nothing meant I, I literally could do nothing as a pastor. I couldn't do the things that pastors do. <laughs> I have now come to understand that what Jesus was really saying in John 15 can only be understood in the context of John 14 and 16. It's a Holy Spirit sandwich, if you will. <laughs> I mean, it's the longest teaching on the Holy Spirit from Jesus that we have in the whole New Testament. John 14 is Jesus saying, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. You will do all the things that I've been doing, even greater things, because mm. I've come. And so now I understand that when Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing, he didn't mean we can't do anything. In fact, you can do things that might even look spiritual, but they will not have the quality of the supernatural. They won't mm. have the quality of the spiritual. And so it's the Holy Spirit who makes the Word come alive. It is the Holy Spirit that brings us the presence of Jesus. And it is the Holy Spirit that empowers us to live this Christian life. And, you know, on a daily basis, Pam's going to share with you from Martin Nicewander, an illustration that has really been helpful to us about how to live that spiritual life yeah. every day. We have visual aids. But as Keith was talking about, uh, um, abide in me and I will abide in you in, in John 14. Mm -hmm. um, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So... Th that abiding, that abode is that the Holy Spirit makes his home in us. Mm -hmm. And um, so Mark taught us about that this is our temple and the home of the Holy Spirit. So when I became, sure, can you hold that for <laughs> yeah, me? When I became a believer, I was, when I asked Jesus into my heart, the, the word says the spirit came into my spirit and confirming that I'm a child of God. And so when we became believers, we got the Holy Spirit. Now, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, or some people call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is in cooperation with this Spirit that already lives within you. And you open yourself and you surrender, just like we did to the Lordship of Christ. We su surrender to the fullness of the Spirit and say, yes, I want to cooperate with you that these barriers to my soul and my body, 
I'm going to break down with you and I'm going to ask you to come and fill my mind, my will or my choices and my emotions all the way through to my body, the healing of the Holy Spirit, the the um, leadership and guidance of the Holy Spirit. And here's the beautiful thing is the Holy Spirit can overflow us. The fullness can overflow out into the world and that's how we minister and we also close ourselves off from any access of worldly things coming back into our temple and we open ourselves to all the resources of heaven to come in through the other direction so as messy as that looks that's a beautiful fullness of the holy spirit right there and i use this Every day, I use this house image every day in my prayer to say, Lord, I'm so grateful that you, I have done. I don't have to do anything to be filled in my spirit. You've mm-hmm. done all of that work. Mm-hmm. But today, I want to cooperate with you to be filled in my mind, my choices, my emotions, and my body. And I want to overflow with the Holy Spirit into the world. Amen. Isn't that cool? It is. And and we just want to say, it, we love that you're leaning into the Holy Spirit, that you're really giving yourself to this season. And there are going to be things you won't understand. There are things that I didn't understand when I was 16. There are things I don't understand today. We're still learning. Absolutely. But here's the thing. it's The Holy Spirit is not a doctrine. He is a person. Yes. He is a person to be known. He is a person to be received. And He is the one who enables us to live the abundant life that Jesus said He came to bring. Amen. God bless you guys. Amen. How does it feel to know that He is here? He's here. The Spirit of God is here. Right next to you. Closer than the person that's sitting to you. Right now, that Spirit of God is here. In Acts 2, Jesus says to his disciples and about 120 other followers, he says, before he ascends, he says, I want you to stay in Jerusalem, and I want you to wait. I want you to wait, for I'm sending the advocate, the comfort of the Holy Spirit that will enable you to do even greater things than I did. And so for about 10 days, all they did was pray. Can you imagine that? Being in one room together with about 120 people, and all you're doing is praying, and you're waiting on the Holy Spirit to come. And it comes. In a mighty fashion, it arrives. Like a rushing wind, a violent wind, like tongues of Flames, many languages being spoken. It was a powerful scene. Now, the question for you and I this morning is can Pentecost still be experienced? Some might say Pentecost is once a year, it's a celebration once a year of the arrival of the Holy Spirit. You can experience, as Joy said in her prayer, as Bishop. Keith and Pam just said in their video, Pentecost, every single moment, every single day of your life. For you see, when God, and the scripture says, when Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit never left. 
the full culmination of the kingdom of God came like a mighty rushing wind. And it never left. What would your life look like if you, every day, completely surrendered to the Holy Spirit of God? Would it be the same old mediocre, ho-hum, average life? Or would it be much more than that? What if I right now just decided to surrender fully to the Holy Spirit? What would happen? Can I share something with you? I already have. I already have. I decided last night, Lord, today is not about me. It's really not about the people that are going to come and be in this service today. It's all about you and what you want to accomplish. So what would it look like if we just, for a few moments, just totally opened ourselves up to receive the Holy Spirit, to hear from the Holy Spirit, to have access to the mind, the will, the thoughts, the emotions of the Holy Spirit, which indeed connect us to the vine, the vine being Jesus, and Jesus, his source of power, comes from his Father, God. Let's give it a try. I want you to close your eyes for a moment. Again, when we call on the Holy Spirit, we're not trying to manufacture something. We're not trying to create something, to falsely manifest something. We are surrendering. Like the story I told you last week of the little girl and her daddy. He would pray with her at night, teaching her how to pray. And eventually... He let her begin praying alone, and he left the room. And what did she do? She started praying by singing the alphabet. She surrendered those letters, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and on and on, and said, Holy Spirit, you take those letters. Make them become the words you want them to be, and you pray through me. That's in a child, folks. So in essence, that's what we're asking the Holy Spirit to do this very moment, to speak to us once more the words of life. So to do this, I just ask that you open your hands. Place them out in front of you and just relax, relax your shoulders and just hold your hands out like you're ready to receive something. I want to remind you as you are ready to receive that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. And when you received Jesus as your Savior, you were baptized in that Spirit. You received the fullness of the Holy Spirit at that moment. That ember that was within you when God breathed into you the breath of life, when He gave you a heartbeat gave you his spirit, now you're igniting that spirit. You're, you're using your free will and you're saying, yes, Jesus, you're my savior. I surrender to you. I will follow you and serve you. I am under your sovereign reign and rule. 
When you do that, that ember becomes a flame, begins to burn within you like a mighty rushing fire. So let's receive without saying a word in silence. Let's just receive that power. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Sweet, sweet Spirit, come. Fill our empty spaces. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Sweet, sweet Spirit, come. You are welcome in this place. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. The Son of God enfold you with his spirit and his love. Let him fill your heart and satisfy your soul. Oh, let him have the things that hold you and his spirit like a dove will descend upon your life and make you whole. Jesus, oh Jesus, come and feel your lambs. Jesus, oh Jesus, come and feel your lambs. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and feel the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, we surrender to you. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that you are not weird, that you are real. You are a person, and you are here in this place.
Would you remove us? Remove our selfishness, our self-righteousness, our self-centeredness, and fill us overflowing with your power, with your fire, with your wind. Give us your thoughts. Give us your energy, your strength, your mind, your love, your peace and patience, kindness and goodness, gentleness and faithfulness, long-suffering, self-control, Come, Holy Spirit. Come, make us alive. Fully alive. Restore us. Create in us clean hearts, O God. And renew a right spirit within each one of us. Restore unto us the joy of our salvation that you have given us. Break free the chains that have bound us so long. For we are new creations in Christ. The old is gone and the new has come. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will say how great, how great is our God. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Teresa, you don't have to worry about the slides today because the Holy Spirit said don't use those slides. And I appreciate Sherry Allen putting those slides together. But we're not going to use those today. And before we leave this place today, I want you to go home and I want you to share our service today. You to share this service. It's on Facebook Live. It'll be on YouTube 
It'll be on the podcast. Carl does this for us. Thank you, Carl Culpepper. I want you to get this message out because what you just experienced was not Stephen Street. You experienced the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And if I'm going to be the pastor that God has called me to be, there are times when I have to, I gotta, and I need to go off script. I don't want you to hear this before you leave today, before this amazing worship team leads us in worship. Folks, it's not about you getting more of the Holy Spirit. When you receive Jesus, you receive the fullness of all he has to offer through his Holy Spirit. The fullness of his kingdom reality becomes yours. That inside reality becomes an outside reality. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants you to know. That you cannot fulfill God's call in your life, your vocation, your vocation, your calling, if you don't surrender daily to the Holy Spirit of God. We can preach salvation and forgiveness all day long till we're blue in the face. But if we leave out the equipping of the Holy Spirit, we're going to continue to be doing 360s. The same old, same old, over and over. And we're going to become stale. And the unity that God brings together comes from the Holy Spirit. I mean, Paul says it beautifully. And he says this in 2 Corinthians 13, 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. He says the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that unifies the body. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, we don't surrender to the Holy Spirit every day, there will be no unity. There will only be division and selfishness and self-righteousness. There will be bitterness in the church and bickering and strife. And it will be about all what I want. It will be all about me. When it should always be about Him and what God desires. And He desires full surrender. So it's a matter of... The Holy Spirit getting more of you. Do you understand that? Daily surrendering, He gets more of you. The scriptures say, I must decrease, He must increase. It's allowing Him to overtake you. And that's what just happened in this moment of contemplative time. What's that word mean? It just means surrender, to be in silence. To not have any agenda. When you get up in the morning, kneel at your bed. Go down to the coffee table. Whatever you do in your routine. And just be still and be silent. Don't say anything. Maybe the only thing you say is, Here I am, Lord. Holy Spirit, I surrender to you. Holy Spirit, I surrender everything to you these next 24 hours. So that it's you moving through me. And moving me out of the way. See, you're your biggest problem. You get in the way of what God wants to do. So it's surrendering more of yourself to Him. Allowing Him to take over every aspect of your being. You're going to say, even after today, Oh, if I could just be filled with the Holy Spirit like so-and-so, like that preacher on TV, like that lady that leads our Bible study, if I could just be more like her. I could be more like him. Do not compare yourself to them. 
You see, the Holy Spirit cannot fill you when you're full of yourself. You have to surrender. The Holy Spirit cannot fill you if you're comparing yourself and wanting to be like somebody else. I don't want to be like anybody else. I'm not trying to be the stylish pastor that wears skinny jeans. I will never wear skinny jeans. I don't need smoke and fog. You don't have to have donuts to have church, but you're going to get them anyway. You don't have to have special coffee and scones to have fellowship. The Holy Spirit brings the fellowship. The Holy Spirit is the one we seek after. The Holy Spirit is who we want to please and be more like. Are you understanding, folks? I hope so. So we empty ourselves and we say, God, fill me and take over every aspect of who I am. I want you to overtake me to where my presence becomes your presence. So people don't see Stephen Street. People don't see Steve Alvarez or Sharon Knuckles or Martha Dodd or Teresa Duff or Susan Haiti. They see Jesus. They see the Holy Spirit. And when you speak, they don't hear your words. When Jeff Willis is teaching, they don't really hear him because Jeff knows the Holy Spirit is the teacher. The Holy Spirit's teaching him, and therefore, he's teaching based on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Fill me with more of you and less of me. That's Pentecost. Can Pentecost still happen today? Yes. Are people still inspired today? Yes. Are still people still gifted with the gifts of the Spirit? Preach two weeks on that. Yes. He still gives his perfect gifts, his charisma, his grace gifts. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we're so thankful that because of your Holy Spirit, we have audibles in the service. It's because of your Holy Spirit that we have the unity that only you can bring in this church. And we thank you. Jesus, there is none but you. There's none like you. Thank you for sending the most powerful gift ever known, the gift of your Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. We hope you were inspired by today's message. For more sermons from Misty Creek Community Church, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you like to stream your podcasts. You can also watch videos of our sermons and complete services on the Misty Creek Community Church YouTube channel. And while you're there, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. For more information about our church, including our mission, location, service times, and more, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. God bless you, and thank you for listening.